thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We're so glad to have you joining us today on Jesus the Healer. I tell you what, we've been having a good time and we are feeding on certain passages of scriptures. We're going to go back to them today and we're going to keep just hammering at it and going after it because when the word gets in you, that's when it starts bearing fruit, when you become a doer of that word once it's taken root in you. And so we want the word to take root in us, right? Um, because as a doer of the word, that's when we get results. Yeah. And so we, we, we're believing God with you for answers for your life. We're believing that as we teach and as we minister, that you're going to hear things you need in your life. Yeah. Amen. And so we've been looking at something Jesus said. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. Now think of that. Because it's in you, you can't accidentally leave it at home. <laughs> oh, I forgot. You know, like you forget your car keys or you forget your wallet or something. It's within you so that you all... Let me just say it this way. We're without excuse <laughs> because it's always within us. And um, we have to become skillful at drawing and really we have to learn what's in us so that we can draw on what's in us properly and fully. So Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you and that kind of could look, well, what does all of that mean? It sounds large. It sounds like it's a lot. But then Paul helped us in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. He gave us a list and he said, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not something you can calculate and measure out here. It's not just a natural substance. But he says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So this is what is in you, the righteousness of God. It's in you. The peace of God. It's in you. The joy that stems from heaven. It's in you. Amen. And because they're in us, they're to have a place in us. They're to have a place in our daily life. There's to be a flow of these things. And too many times people are waiting for peace and joy to arrive when God's waiting on us to stir up the peace of joy that has already arrived. Amen. It's not about what is God going to do toward these things. What are we going to do towards these things? He did his part by putting it in us. It's our part to draw out and stir up and draw out and put into our everyday life the flow of that kingdom that's on the inside of us. What's it mean when it says righteousness? Well, who we are in Christ, what Christ made ours, what belongs to us because we're in Christ, because what is, what is opposition to our righteousness? Well, the devil pointing to what we are in the natural, Mm -hmm. 
your faults, failures, weaknesses, past sins, all of these things that he tries to make you ashamed of, fearful about, you know, regrets, all of these things, they come to challenge our righteousness. So what we do is when those those accusations that the enemy will use against us that will bring condemnation. We say we're not yielding to it because we're the righteousness of God in Christ. Not because we've done everything right, but because Jesus did everything right. And he put us in right standing with the Father. Therefore, we don't stand back from God. Therefore, we don't, we are not ashamed in his presence. We're bold in his presence. Now, what does Hebrews 4, 16 says? It says this, uh, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. How can we come boldly to the throne of grace? Because we're right with God. Jesus made us right with God. It's not something we earn by saying, well, if I read my Bible enough, if I pray long enough, then I can be bold before God. No, Jesus made us right. So the devil wants us to stand back from coming boldly to the throne and laying hold of what Jesus, what God's already made ours. Amen. Amen. So uh, the devil will oppose our righteousness, but we have to answer him. We have to resist the accusations of the enemy, resist the shame, resist the, the, the regrets, resist fears, resist a poor self-image. All of that is of the flesh. We resist it. The next thing the devil will challenge is our peace. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, try to, he'll try to cause us to, be, to lose our peace through fear, worry, doubt. Um, then he'll, he'll try to rob us of joy. Um, but all these flows are in us and we are to draw on them and not allow them to stay dormant when they're in there. You know, the thing we won't, don't want to do is fail when our help is in us. We don't want some, we don't want to struggle when the, the flow that replicates heaven's atmosphere for us is in us. We need to draw on that so that we don't have to wait to go to heaven before we live there. We can live in the flow that heaven is enjoying right now by drawing on and yielding to righteousness, peace, and joy. Stir it up with your words. Draw on it with your words. These things flow when we release our faith in these things. Amen. So these are some of the things we've been talking about. If you haven't been able to watch previous episodes, we ask you go back and watch these because it'll be a blessing to you to help you understand what's in you and your part toward what's in you. These things won't flow automatically. They flow on purpose. They're under our control. They're under our, our stewardship. And so we have to, we have to yield to them and draw on them. We've already looked, we've spent some time. In fact, I I believe is last week, we spent the whole week on righteousness. Um, We've spent a couple of days on peace, but now we've been looking at this wonderful force called joy. Joy is not an emotional thing that stems out of our emotions. Joy is a spiritual force that flows out of the spirit of man. It is, it is the flow of the kingdom that is in us. Um, one of the things as we draw on that joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when we draw on joy, we are transmitting the the, the strength of God is transmitted uh-huh. into our lives and into the different arenas that need his strength. When we rejoice, 
Rejoicing is how we yield to the joy flow. You start rejoicing. And too many times, if we're not careful, we just operate by what we feel. That if if the circumstances offer us joy, then we're joyful. We don't have to wait for circumstances to offer us joy because joy is already in us. We brought our own joy. We're not waiting for circumstances to to be joyful before we're joyful. We draw on the joy that's on the inside of us. We can get up and we thank God and worship God and we rejoice before him. As we do, it conducts the strength of God. It's a conductor. Joy is a conductor of the strength of God. When you read, when your finances look low, Mm -hmm. if you'll rejoice over him as your provider, Mm -hmm. uh, your finances won't stay the same. When there's symptoms in your body, but you rejoice over him as healer, Mm -hmm. power is going to flow. Why? Because joy is a conductor of the strength of God, the power of God, the ability of God. Amen. So if you stay rejoicing all the time, you're keeping a continual flow of God's power. Now, isn't that better to have a continual flow than a, 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 an occasional flow? Not a stop and start, but a continual flow. Rejoicing is to be our lifestyle so that we continually have a flow of joy coming out of us. You know what happens when we learn to draw on the joy that's on the inside of us and make it the flow of our everyday life? It starts, if I could say this, carrying others into that flow. Yeah. And it starts, start, they start, will stir yeah. the, the joy that's on the, the joy that's in you that's in manifestation will help stir the joy that's in someone else that's, that's been dormant. Yeah. So uh, not only will it refresh you, it will refresh those around you. Who wants to be around somebody not joyful? <laughs> you know, because I travel so much, um, I always travel with, with different ones. And uh, God's given me pre- different ones, precious people to, to travel with. And one of the requirements before I'll take someone on the road is they have to be, they have to be fun. They have to be joyful. Yeah. If you're not joyful, you stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't need someone who's not joyful to be there. Yeah. There. Right? Well, we want to show God we're ready to go anywhere he puts us. So we're joyful. We're ready for the ride. (laughs) Amen. So just live rejoicing. I said live rejoicing. Um, we, We closed out the previous episode. I was going to Mark chapter 11, verse 30. I want to just refer to that again. In Mark 11, verse 30, Jesus made this statement. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many of you know uh, that's something to be joyful about? When people lose their joy, many times it's because they're yoked up with the wrong thing. If you're yoked up with worry, you'll lose your joy. (laughs) You're yoked up with fear, you'll lose your joy. But you stay yoked up to his plan, yoked up to his command for your life. When you're yoked up with him, he does all the work. You just get to it be led by the one who's doing all the work. Amen. Amen. Yes, we have a part to play. Our part is to stay with him, release our faith that permits him to keep working in our behalf. Amen. 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 Um, I was, I was in uh, St. Petersburg, Russia several years ago, back in 2018. And uh, I had an experience with God while I was there. And 
I wrote a book on it called The Double Portion Anointing. And it's something that Jesus spoke to me while I was there. And I want to read just a blurb of what he said to me that's in line with this joy flow. <clears throat> he said to me, he said, there is no burden or responsibility. There's no burden to the responsibilities of the anointing. As you take up your cross to follow me, that cross lifts you into the lightness and ease of my flow. Now, how do we know if we're in his flow? Righteousness, peace, peace and joy. joy. He said, taking up, see, Pete, you'll hear people say, well, I'm taking up my cross and they treat it like something that's an undoing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a place of difficulty. He said, my cross will lift you. Yeah. When you take up my plan, what I have for your life, it'll lift you into the lightness and ease of my flow. Then Jesus said to me that night, he says, I never conducted my earthly life as being under a burden of the price I was to pay. Now listen, he knew that he was going to be the sacrifice for the world. Yeah. Right. He knew that. Yeah. But it was not a burden to him that took the joy out of him. You know what it says in Hebrews chapter one? It says that Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above his brethren. Yeah. It means he wasn't the saddest guy in the room. He was the most joyful guy in the place. Amen. Amen. And he said to me that night, he said, I never conducted my earthly life as being under a burden of the price I was to pay. Life for me was a great joy and delight. What was that? It's how he ran his race, yes. joyfully, delighted to run it. Then he said to me, I only experienced being a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief for a few brief moments on the cross. But I carried sorrows and griefs so that you would never experience it for a moment. In bearing it, I freed you from it so that you would only live your life under that which is light and easy. Amen. When he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, he did the hard part. Yes. Left us the easy part. Can't we be joyful? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. There's nothing to not be joyful about because he did the difficult part. Then turn with me, if you would, to James chapter 1 and verse 2. This is, this is so helpful for us to see something. James chapter 1, verse 2. James was writing and he said, My brethren, so he's, he's talking to believers, right? My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse tests and temptations. Now, look at this. Count it all joy. Why? Because everything that comes to your life is not all joy. So bring your joy. That's what he's saying. Circumstances, tests and trials, temptations won't bring joy to you. So you bring your joy. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse tests and temptations. Why is that? Because joy is your exit out of that test yes. and temptation. Yes. Every, every uh, season or place of temptation, every place of testing, the exit road is paved with joy. And until we get on the joy road, we're not on the exit road out. Good. Amen. Amen. Not only that, when a test shows up, if you'll get into joy, it will keep the test that comes from entering you. Yes. That's so good. You can't stop. Listen, as long as you're on this earth, there's going to be opposition, but it doesn't have to get in you. That's yes. right. There's already something in you yes. called the kingdom of God is within you. Yes. Amen. Yes. Don't let the test get 
in you. Rejoicing keeps the wrong flow out because rejoicing is the right flow. Let's say it this way. If you open a floodgate, if there's a, a, a reservoir and they're wanting to release some of the water to to help water that area out of that reservoir. They opened the gates for that. There is such a rush, a flow coming out. Nothing's going back. That's right. Right. While that flow is coming out, nothing's crawling back in through that. Right. Why? Because the force of the flow won't let something in. That's yeah. so it's the same thing with the joy flow. You start rejoicing. And if you, the greater you rejoice, the greater the flow. And the more you rejoice, what comes against you, what's at your gate, so to speak, cannot get in because there's a flow coming out of you that forbids the entrance of the wrong thing. The day my husband went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly, you know what I did? I worshiped. I praised. I raised my hands and I rejoiced. Why? Because I'm choosing my flow. I'm choosing my future. I'm choosing the outcome of this situation for my life. Because I knew this. When my husband left, the plan of God for my life did not leave. The plan of God was still intact. The plan of God for your life is still intact. People are going to enter your life. People are going to exit your life. But the plan of God came with you. Amen. 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 Therefore, I had something to get up for in the morning. It's called the plan. It's called God's plan. Now, for the season, 30 years that my husband and I were married, he was part of the picture of that plan. I was part of the picture of the plan of God for his life, but I was not the plan for him, and he was not the plan for me. There's more to the plan than a person. So never lay down your joy for a person who enters or exits. Amen. 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 And it's not a dishonoring or diminishing of them, but the plan of God was formed before the foundation of the world for your life. Therefore, you can still get up joyful no matter who's not going to be there that day because God's plan is still intact for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So James said that when you're faced with a test or trial, uh, Rejoice, count it a joy, get into the joy flow so that that test won't get in you. That's how I kept sorrow and grief from getting in me the day my husband exited the earth because I rejoiced. There was a flow coming out of me so the wrong thing couldn't get in me. Amen. It's a choice. I could have kept the joy door closed. I could have cut off the joy flow and then the, the waters are still. Anything can get in. Yeah. But every, every test has an exit road. Yes. And if you want to exit that test that you may be facing, uh, rejoicing is the exit road. Yes. Every time I've gone through seasons of tests in my life, and I realized this, the quicker I got on the joy road, the quicker I got out of the test. I rejoiced my way out. I didn't figure my way out. I didn't calculate it out. I'm talking about with pen and paper and try to figure out financially how can I get out of this. I rejoiced my way. There's one precious minister. He's gone home to be with the Lord now, but he was a general in the body of Christ in decades gone by. And he said, when I ran into a financial problem, I'd go in my office, shut the door and start rejoicing. What was he doing? He was getting into the flow where the power of God, the strength of God could flow into his situation. Amen. 
Well, Pastor Nancy, do you have scripture that I can get out of this test that I'm in by rejoicing? How about this? Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55 in verse 12. It reads this. You shall go out with joy. And be led forth with peace. So notice this. He's talking about flows of the kingdom of God that are within you. That when you're yielding to the flow of righteousness, peace, and joy, you're going to get out of places you need to get out of, and you're going to be led by the peace that's flowing in you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, We we know this, that when we start rejoicing, um, that's an act of faith. Faith starts flowing. And because faith starts flowing, God gets involved. There's never a time that your faith flow and God not meet that faith. God meets faith. Rejoicing is an act of faith. It is one way to release the faith that's in your spirit. Uh, If you're born again, there's faith in your spirit. Release it. Rejoicing is how you release it. Rejoicing gets your faith moving so that you don't get into fear to where fear gets moving or sorrow gets moving or worry gets moving. Amen. You can praise your way out of those places of temptation. I say it this way. Joy is the bouncer at the door forbidding the entrance of the test. (laughs) It just says, no, you're not coming in. You're not coming in. A test will show up. You can't keep a test from showing up, but you can keep it from getting in you. That's right. I so so love this this one verse. Uh, At destruction and famine, I will laugh. Well, laughing is nothing but an expression of joy, right? So he's saying, at destruction and famine, I will laugh. What do you mean at destruction? When something threatens to destruct, to, to destroy, when famine, when there's not enough, that's what's fam- what famine signifies. Yeah. Yeah. At destruction and famine, I mm-hmm. will, it doesn't say I feel, yeah. I feel like right. laughing, right. I will yeah. laugh. It's yeah. a choice of my will, yeah. not, yes. a, not yeah. an act of my feelings. At destruction and famine, I will laugh. So we could say it this way. At, when destruction and famine threatens me, I'll get in the joy flow. Yes. That's, right. That's what that means. Yes. Tap on the joy flow. Draw out that joy flow. That's what you do when things get heavy, when things try to threaten you. Um, Isaiah makes this statement. For the, uh, put on the garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. What's the spirit of heaviness? Depression. Notice what is the cure for depression. Put on the garment of praise. Put it on. That means if you're putting on a garment, that doesn't mean you're just picking it up and setting it back on a chair. You're putting it on. You're you're wearing it. You're wearing it. What's that mean? If, If, you know, I'm wearing this all day long. In wearing it, It doesn't go off and on. I'm wearing it. That means that it's something that accompanies me everywhere I go. That the joy flow is to accompany our days everywhere we go. 
So you can rejoice your way out of depression when the mind feels overwhelmed, when the mind is racing, when the mind seems like it's not your mind, it's still your mind. And you can start rejoicing. Amen. I was... I was listening to the testimony of pastor, precious, precious man of God. And he was just going through a season of testing. And um, he ended up in a dark place. He was very depressed. Not just for one day or so, but for a period of time, he would just sit in his bedroom and have his curtains drawn, seemingly hard to function. And while he was in his bedroom one day, the door opened and Jesus walked in. Now think of this. If I would have been him and I thought, Jesus going to come deal with this. (laughs) Jesus walked in and sat down next to him and put his hand on his knee. And uh, I wonder if this man thought, Jesus going to deal with this that's trying to trouble me. You know how Jesus dealt with it? He put his hand on the man's knee and started laughing just laughed. And the man just looked at him, (laughs) watching Jesus laugh. The man didn't feel like laughing, but he thought, this is Jesus. Mm -hmm. I should do what he's doing. (laughs) And he started laughing on purpose, out of his own will, not out of his feeling, out of his own will. And he entered in and think of this, think of this. They sat and laughed together. How many times Jesus would laugh with you if you would? Yes. He would. He'd laugh with you if you will. That's good. And they sat and laughed together. After a period of time, Jesus got up and walked out and he noticed all the depression was gone. His his exit was rejoicing. Yeah. That's right. His exit out of that. I just tell you whatever you may be facing. Joy is a flow of the kingdom of God that's on the inside of you. You don't wait, have to wait to feel joyful. You can ha, 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 right on purpose. Yeah. Just start rejoicing. Yeah. Just start laughing in the face of the devil. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stir yourself up for it. Yes. Yes. Well, we, uh, are, we get to come to the Victory Channel. We get to come to you because of one reason. Kenneth Copeland Ministries has gifted and sown the airtime for this broadcast to our ministry that invites us to come to you. What an honor. It is the high privilege of our life to get to do this, to be able to be a part of this faith channel. And um, if you're not already a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, I ask you to pray about becoming a partner because when you do, you keep the word coming into the homes of people like you and others who need it. Every programmer that is on this network is here because Kenneth Copeland Ministries and the partners of Kenneth Copeland Ministries have sown this seed. So uh, you get answers for your life. You get help for your life. And we ask you, if pray about becoming a partner if you're not already. Go to kcm.org and you can sign up on their website to become a partner. We would love to have you become a partner because it helps programs like this come to keep coming to you. So we say it's been a joy. It's been an honor to be with you today. And remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org.
We invite you to join us for our annual prayer conference here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, April 4th through the 6th. We would like everyone attending to pre-register on our website, DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting God to do great things. If you need prayer, please call our prayer line. We have trained ministers on staff who are ready to agree with you for your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.